Come on in. The listening is fine. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. We're glad that you're joining us. Bill Barty on this side, Wes Lawson on that side. Bill, it is all about fall and celebrating those traditions, isn't it? We're turning the corner on the season here on the Carolina Outdoors. It doesn't matter what the temperature is outside, no matter the weather, no matter the health statistics, all the other subject matter that's out there in the marketplace. We're looking at the season of fall 2021 on this edition of the Carolina Outdoors. Of course, here locally in town, in Charlotte and the area, it's a big deal because we're looking at a new season of football, especially in Charlotte, because we have uh, this week... And weekend, you know, Appalachian State versus ECU taking place. Uh, Duke versus the UNCC uh, 49ers taking place. And, of course, Georgia and Clemson um, capping it off Saturday. But along the way, besides just those national eyes, we've got a highly competitive high school football season that is already underway in the Charlotte area for both North and South Carolina teams. We're going to find out where we need to be looking for big games and big players. We're going to find out the effects of a North Carolina spring season, followed by summer practices, into a quick turnaround for a fall season in 21. And maybe we'll find out what some of the biggest fears that area coaches have about the current seasons. And for all of that, we're going to bring on an award-winning sports journalist who has been at the Charlotte Observer since the late 1980s. He's had a view of the Charlotte sports scene through that, but also as a native Charlottean. He's a graduate of West Charlotte, also UNC, and the ringleader of Talking Preps that airs weekly on the charlotteobserver.com. Langston Wirtz Jr. is joining us right now on the Carolina Outdoors. Langston, welcome. Thanks, guys, for having me. appreciate it. Glad to be back. Man, it's always good to have you, and it's good to have perspective of what's going on in the area. And for a lot of our listeners, they may not be keeping up with the high school scene, and that's what uh, you're going to help us with. Um, I guess jumping in right away, Langston, is there a big difference, first off, in North Carolina between the eastern teams and the western teams? And we'll ask you the same question about South Carolina with the lower state versus the upper state. Well, I would say that in the lower classifications in North Carolina, it's really even. Um, you know, you have the Tarboroughs of the world down in 1A that have been really dominant. And East Surrey has been really good down there. They're moving up to 2A. Um, so I think it's kind of a, a split in the lower levels. Shelby's really good, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2A. But as you get into the larger classifications, the West definitely dominates, and it's a, it's a pretty – uh, clear separation between the two, and I think it's, the gap's getting wider. The three nationally ranked teams in North Carolina, they're all from the Charlotte area, and uh, the, the Charlotte area teams just continue to get stronger. The Panthers had a lot to do with that when they came here. You had a lot of former players like, oh, I really like Charlotte, a great place to raise a family, and they would move here, and they would start coaching, and so the coaching the football around Charlotte has just gotten exponentially better, and uh, we're just starting to see the, the fruits of that labor. These kids are getting to high school now. Well, hey, kind of in the same subject, we'll talk, we have to talk, I guess, about the effects of a pandemic. Uh, Last football season didn't happen, last fall football season, I should say, didn't happen in North Carolina and didn't happen, period, in other parts of the country while South Carolina had a season uh, with some challenges uh, involving COVID. Did that create movement with players seeking a season? I know you wrote about the Myers Park team that had some. Yeah, there were. 
there were several players that, that left uh, North Carolina and went to South Carolina to play last fall. Um, you know, some a lot of kids went ahead and went to college when they found out the season would be in the spring. Myers Park lost Drake May. Uh, Vance and Al Chambers lost Power Eccles both to Chapel Hill. Uh, Will Shipley from Weddington went to Clemson earlier. I skipped your question a second ago about South Carolina versus North Carolina. In the old days, South Carolina football was clearly better. I think North Carolina has surpassed it. Again, I talk about three nationally ranked teams from North Carolina, the highest ranked in the. I'm sorry, the highest ranked team in the um, in the in the Carolinas is now Chambers over Dutch Fort. But there's like one or two South Carolina teams, there's three North Carolina teams. That's kind of been the case for a while now. So I think North Carolina is has eclipsed South Carolina, and I think that gap is uh, <clears throat> is definitely going to grow. I think that popped up on one of your talking preps episodes, where where uh, you'd like to see uh, 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 Coach Knox down at Dutch Fork uh, get a chance at, at Chambers as well, <laughs> and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, with that being said. And things settling down, hopefully, uh, for area teams. Have there been a changing of the guard in our area and uh, that may have not been as strong in, in some of the recent years, uh, albeit West Charlotte, South Mech, uh, Richmond Senior? Um, yeah, Charlotte Charlotte kind of has a, a, a little circle, I guess, of power teams. And, you know, it's, it's, it was independence for a long time. as West Charlotte before that. Um, it was Butler for a little while, then it was Mallet Creek, and right now it's Chambers. Chambers is trying to go to their fourth straight state championship game. They are seriously talented. You know, the only problem they have is they just struggle with penalties sometimes, just kind of being disciplined. The, uh, the coaches preach, let's have fun, let's have a good time, and that kind of leads to some of that, I think. But they're so talented, they overcome a lot of that stuff. And if they ever clean it up, it's really going to be ugly what they can do to teams. They're very, very talented. <laughs> and then Charlotte Catholic is moving up to 4A. They won three straight 3A state championships. So it's going to be really harder for them. And it's going to open up the 3A field to some other teams. But, uh, yeah, around Charlotte Chambers is definitely uh, the team to beat. You know, you mentioned earlier that you know a lot of this is due to the Carolina Panthers being here and the retired players who become coaches, and and now yeah, we're seeing yeah. that. But but there's also some really incredible athleticism now coming out of high school football and high school sports in general. What's the big change you think in how athletes are training and and kind of being so productive? Well, it goes back to the thing I just said about the Panthers. I mean, you had all these players coming down to train, and training became a big thing. You know. It, in the early 90s, even early 2000s, guys didn't really lift weights like that. They didn't have trainers. They didn't, you know, Anthony Boone, who played at Duke, is now a big-time quarterback coach. We have uh, two of the best kicking, uh, national kicking coaches in our area that train kickers every year. So every year you're seeing kickers from Charlotte go to, you know, power five schools all over the place, and they're in the, and they're going to the league now. You know, Tampa Bay's kicker was from, was from the area, so won the Super Bowl. So I think uh, – the training has just gotten so much better at a young age, as well as, you know, the competitive youth leagues. If you want to be good at those leagues, you got to train. And so it's also the same case in basketball. We're just seeing phenomenal basketball talent. And like I said, you know, the, the Charlotte, the young kids in the Charlotte area are better relative to their age than the kids that are playing right now. So it's only going to get better. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy how good it is, but it's only going to get better. It's kind of neat to have all these national kids. We've had two kids win the Olympic gold medals in basketball, for example. U16, one from Chambers High School and one from uh, Combine Academy in Lincolnton. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to get better and better. 
You're good. If you're just joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, we've got Langston Wirtz Jr. on the program talking to Bill Barty here, Wes Lawson there, giving us a breakdown of high school football preps in our area. Of course, uh, just this week, uh, ECU, App State hit the field, Duke, UNC, Charlotte hit the field. Um, and then, of course, if you're listening to us via the airwaves of WBT early on a Saturday morning, Georgia Clemson's taking place in Charlotte uh, this week, which is a big boom for, for yeah. football in general. Yeah, that's going to be a huge game. Uh, you know, Clemson getting a shot at SEC power. You know, everybody says Clemson has an easy road every year to the playoffs. And, you know, they're going to have to go through a team that can very well win a natty this year. So it's uh, – it's going to be a great, great thing for Stroud to have three games. I don't know if I like high school football. I mean, I college football on Fridays. That's high school night. I know the Tarians are also playing. Um, uh, but it, it's a great weekend of football, and I hope everybody gets a chance to be outside and enjoy it because COVID is just so bad for indoor things, but at least football's outside. Well, that's, tr- that's true. And that's going to lead into one of my questions I have upcoming about one of the fears for area coaches uh well probably coaches across the nation which i think your answer may be uh staying away from the germ but back to what you and wes were just speaking about and this may be a dumb question langston but i'm full of those uh when a spring season happened in north carolina how does if a player plays baseball say or maybe another sport golf tennis do they just have? Did they just have to pick? We're going to specialize in football. I know it's special these days, um, but how did that work yeah. out? The, the, the state association did a really good job, in my opinion, having to uh, condense all the sports into such a short period of time. It was basically, for most sports, it was basically January to May, um, and they did a really good job. There was some overlap, but it, by and large, you know, kids may have had one or two weeks when they had to do both things. By and large, I think most kids are able to play their sports. Seasons were shortened. You know, baseball was 14 games, which is half the, half the season. Football was seven games, which is about you know 60 percent of the season. So it was uh, definitely a difference last year. But I gotta you know give kudos to the state association for pulling that off. And speaking of state association, you know the North Carolina legislature uh, is trying to basically rip apart the association and start their own thing. Not necessarily in favor of it. I do believe we need some transparency, but I think the lawmakers are going a little bit too far, and I think it comes from a place of uh, not not necessarily uh, uh, an authentic place. I think some of the lawmakers were upset about some of the things that happened to schools in their district. It was almost more about, I want to get you for that, versus we really need to make a change. But they do need some transparency and accountability, and I think the good news is we're getting that. I just hate the way it's coming about. All right, Langston, so heading into the early part of the high school football season, who are the teams, or better yet, who are the players to watch? Who are your big movers and shakers as we start the season off? Well, I mean, I talked about Chambers already. They have Dalen Smothers, who's a reigning North Carolina State Player of the Year. He um, He's getting recruited by everybody. He's a junior running back. They got a wide receiver, Kelvin Concepcion, who could be Player of the Year this year. He's a junior. Vance, I mean, Chambers, I call him Vance. Chambers' whole offense is going to be back this year. They're really good. Uh, Huff quarterback Tad Hudson is going to North Carolina. He's just a junior. Uh, Mac Brown strikes again in North Carolina. You know, you got Sam Howell out of Union County. You got Drake May last year out of Charlotte. Now he gets Tad Hudson out of Huntersville. So, that, you know, you have a whole uh, lineage of Tar Heel quarterbacks coming out of Charlotte for the Charlotte area for the next, you know, seven, eight, nine years. So that, that's kind of cool. Huff will be really good. Charlotte Catholic, as I said, they'll be really good. 
uh, in the private school, Charlotte Christian, Providence Day, I think, is going to meet for the state championship. Providence Day coach, Chad Greer, is the father, as you know, Will Greer, who was just released by the Panthers, but Will got picked up by the Cowboys. It's a good fit. Well, and, and, and by going and seeing them, i got a few more questions, too, uh, in regards to players, because Teron Williams over at South Mech, is maybe the epitome of a student athlete. You may have had him on your program, uh, Prep Talks, as well. But um, 6'8", 84-inch wingspan, 3.5 GPA. Is he somebody we may see uh, moving in to play college ball in the future as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's got got all the measurables. Uh, You know, it's just a matter of, you know, want to with him. But he he definitely got all the measurables. And one of the reasons why South Mech is doing so well is because they have a guy like that blocking they got a dynamic running back, Jacob Newman, that transferred over from Myers Park, and Jacob's leading them in rushing, and he's getting all his runs around the left side. Guess who's on the left side, big around with Yeah, <laughs> making making a big hole for everybody to run through, including Jacob Newman. Again, Langston Works Jr., he is on the program. The Carolina Outdoors, I'm Bill Barty. He's Wes Lawson. We hang our hat at Jesse Brown's Outdoors through the week, but we – Love to come on and shine lights on things that are happening. And in our mind, high school football is a uh, part of the community. And Langston, I'll get you to throw in on that because it is a place you can go on Friday nights to see uh, your neighbors, your the kids that delivered you the newspaper. I mean, it is a connectivity to the community by going out to watching a little bit of high school football. Yeah, high school football, is, it's just kind of, you know, it's the start of the year. It's kind of it feels like a renewal every year. Uh, in small towns and communities, you know, everybody comes out. Some of these towns, you know, shut down completely. Indianapolis is, is still one of those. Richmond County is one of those. In Charlotte, a little bit more transient. But there's just a pride, though, in, in high school football. You see a lot of the Panthers even come out to games and, and watch. And the Panthers have brought back big, big Friday, which is kind of the game of the week at the newly renovated Memorial Stadium. So, yeah, there's, there's a big, there's a big, big audience for high school football, um, bigger than most people probably realize. And, you know, I love to see that. I mean, it's something I cover and have covered, but I love to see that. And I love to see the, uh, the enthusiasm people have for the schools and when people come back and former players come back. It's just nice to see. Hey, we talked about the teams. You mentioned those. You, we talked about players and some of the players. Uh, can you give us some insight on some of the coaches that are in the area that we should pay attention to who are either rebuilding a team or maybe uh, have their hand on the wheel of a ship that has continued with success? You know, we've lost a lot of really good coaches out of Charlotte. Mike Palmieri, Mallet Creek won three state championships. He's in Georgia. Aaron Brand is going to probably win three or four state championships. He's in South Carolina. Tommy Knotson is a go to this thing. He's a Dutch fork that's going on the sixth straight championship this year. But in Charlotte, there, there's still some terrific, terrific coaches. Mac Jenkins at Huff is putting out 15 to 18 D1 uh, prospects every year. Uh, Mike Broderwitz and Charlotte Catholic is on pace to become, uh, I think he's like one of the top three highest in winning percentage in the country. Uh, he's won four state championships, I think five and six years, something that's crazy. Uh, Joe Evans is, uh, is South Beckerberg doing a wonderful job rebuilding that program. You know, South had lost 14 games in a row at one point. They're undefeated, ranked in our Sweet 16 football poll over at Providence Day. Chad Greer, uh, you know, played at DCU, Father Will Greer, Bill Davidson Day into a power. Now he's trying to build Providence Day into a national power. 
uh, Jason Eastep right down the street is, is uh, Charlotte Christian. Got a bunch of former pros that have been or are on his staff now. Uh, we talked about that earlier. And, you know, the guy at Chambers, uh, Glenwood Fairby, first two years, guys, he wins two state championships. You can't do much better than that. Langston Wirtz, Jr., thank you. Every time you come on, you open a window into a new season of fall football upon us. We like it in the fall better than the spring anyway here on the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> Me too. And we encourage our listeners to get out there to an area Friday football game. Check, check your local listings, and the best place to do that is with Langston Wirtz in the Charlotte Observer. Also, Talking Preps, you can watch the, his show with that, with talking to players and coaches and former coaches and former players. And Langston, lastly, you have one of the most active Twitter accounts around at Langston Wirtz, W-E-R-T-Z, Jr. We encourage everybody to head over there and follow you that way. Langston, thank you so much for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Absolutely, fellas. Thanks for having me anytime. There he goes, and there we go. But don't worry, we're coming back on the other side. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. You're listening to the Outdoor Guys from Jesse Brown's.